Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And good morning, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast series. Uh, we've covered some great topics here recently, and today we're going to stay in a recent theme uh, over the last couple of discussions of covering some basic transactions, some basic legal needs that many of us are likely to encounter at some point, and just make sure we've got a good primer on those things and, and understand uh, some of the basics, because sometimes we, we get into some great detail here, and this allows us to, to step back a little bit and cover some very important topics that, uh, as I said, just about everybody's going to want to know about at some point. Uh, Jim Mitchell, back with you, and today our topic will be residential real estate. We're going to take the point of view of the seller and find out what someone should expect and what they should be prepared for when selling their home. Um, joining me for the discussion will be Courtney Kleschinski, an associate over at Lavelle Law Limited. Courtney is very familiar with this process and can share some insights into key considerations, things we should know about. So let's go ahead and use her expertise. Courtney, very nice to have you back on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Jim. Now, it's my understanding, I like to start here with some some general things and make sure that um, people understand the, the, the scope of the topic, that there's really not a requirement of any sort that a seller use an attorney for a real estate transaction, but you know, it sure seems like there would be some value in doing so. Talk to me about some of the reasons why an attorney adds some level of protection and value for a seller. Definitely. Well, first, and most obviously, I think, a real estate contract is a complex document. The contract always contains various obligations and potential liabilities, and an attorney can help their client understand those obligations and navigate those liabilities. And financing a home purchase has also become more challenging. So a seller's attorney can keep a close eye on the lender just to make sure that the buyer is meeting their obligations. And I just want to ask because I mean, let's th- let's make this a little more um, specific for you because you know as I said you, you don't have to have an attorney it sounds like you certainly should and same thing with a real estate agent you don't have to have an agent when selling a property and in, in a strong market mm-hmm. maybe you can sell your home you know by owner and, and that's you know an easy option but market conditions aren't really going to affect what I think you're about to talk about here which is you know, some of the conditions that you have to deal with. So as you're dealing with a seller, what are you looking for as an attorney? What are you trying to help them through? Well, first of all, municipalities impose various requirements on the transfer of real estate, and those requirements can be quite onerous. For example, if you're selling a property in Park Ridge, you need to provide all of the closing documents ahead of time. So if you don't hire an attorney, uh, as the seller, you are responsible for preparing those documents. You're responsible for preparing them correctly and ahead of time so that Park Ridge has enough time to prepare the transfer stamps. So, in, you know, sticking with my example in Park Ridge, you need to pay the final water bill. You need to prepare and have paid the city transfer declaration. You need an original deed or assignment of beneficial interest. You need a survey and a copy of the title commitment. So those are all very those are all reasons how uh, an attorney can assist you in this process. 
And you mentioned um, the complexity of the sales contract. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that to me is one thing that is a uh, someone who, who's you know buys or sells homes. You always see that multi-page, long-form contract. What what goes into that? What's what's in that contract, and what does an attorney do to help guide someone through that? Well, the contract outlines all of the basic terms of the agreement between the buyer and the seller. It's it has everything uh, in it. Uh, the contract contains all the details of the purchase, as I mentioned. It's got the names of the buyers and sellers, the address of the property, the purchase price, when the closing will take place. And the basic terms can vary from county to county, but in Illinois, there is a standard form contract. It is the multi-board residential real estate contract, version 5.0E. And this, this contract contains several blanket provisions, uh, some of which uh, may be amended. And tell me about some of those. What, what sort of things might um, be open to uh, having to change during the process? Well, for example, there is a five-day attorney review and inspection period. If the seller requires additional time to review the inspection report and respond to some of the buyer's requests, we can ask for an extension of that deadline. And when you talk about, uh, you gave a great example there in Park Ridge, and municipality to municipality and and county to county, I'm sure there's differences. go into a little bit more, too, about some of the the paperwork and things that follow along with the contract. You mentioned copies of the deed and, uh, you know, is a plat of survey required? And what about liens that might be on the property? Are are those all things that you worry about on the seller side, or would that not be necessary? Absolutely. The seller is responsible for passing on clear title to the buyer. Now, what that means is that an attorney should review the title commitment, which is essentially a search that's run on a specific piece of property. And any liens, as you mentioned, or any other encumbrances will show up on that search. And what an attorney can do is review this document and ensure that everything uh, is taken off the document that needs to be taken off. For example, if there's an outstanding mortgage on the property, we'll help the seller obtain a mortgage payoff letter so that they can pay off their mortgage at closing and pass on clean title to the buyer, a title that will not have that mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my guest is Courtney Kleschinski today. We're, uh, we're having a great conversation about selling residential property. Uh, Courtney is one of the uh, attorneys at Lavelle Law. Uh, she spends much of her practice in real estate transactions and, and is certainly sharing with us some of the uh, very key aspects of, of selling a home. Uh, now, if you if you want to find out more about the firm or about Courtney or about residential real estate transactions, definitely pop over to LavelleLaw.com. Uh, you can give Courtney or any of the attorneys a call at 847-705-7555. Uh, very responsive, and we'll get right back to you if who you're looking or who you're looking for is, is not immediately available. Um, and and she's also not only a contributor here, but a contributor to a collection of very timely articles that are on that website, LavelleLaw.com. So uh, very fortunate to have her with us today as, as we go through this discussion. Um, now, you talked about earlier uh, uh, briefly um, the financial side of things. Um, let's go a little more into detail there in terms of dealing with the lender and the money that gets transferred. How, how do you assist a seller in that regard? 
Well, the seller, our main concern is ensuring that the transaction goes smoothly. And part of what the seller's attorney can do is keep in touch with the buyer's lender, if there is one, just to ensure that they have all the documents that they need and that we have the clear to close within a reasonable time. You know, sometimes the inevitable happens and there are delays. The lender needs additional time. It's always great for the seller's attorney to be informed, know what's going on with the lender, and be able to let their client know when they can expect to close in the event there are delays. And when you talk about the contract, and you just have given some great examples of all the things that are in there, what's what's the risk to the seller if that contract is not properly configured? Well, the risk to the seller is that they're losing time and other offers that could have been made on the property, you know, those buyers mm-hmm. may may decide to purchase other properties. You know, if a buyer isn't going to take their purchase seriously, the seller can choose to go with, with someone else who, who will ensure a smooth transaction. And let's um, let's talk about the process. Uh, and again, you, you mentioned sort of a, uh, a, a period after the contract is signed. If, if I'm a seller and I get presented with a contract and I, everything looks good, I sign that contract, I assume that the deal isn't done at that point. There's a sort of a, a phase that follows that um, requires some review period. Can you kind of walk us through what happens there? Absolutely. As you mentioned, once the contract is, is signed, uh, the clock starts running on the attorney review and inspection clauses in the contract. And typically, a contract will give a buyer five business days to perform an inspection on the property in order to discover any problems or defects. and uh, the same five days to send out an attorney review letter. Now, the attorney review letter is a chance for the buyer to make any proposed revisions to the contract. For example, they can ask for repairs to be made to the property or ask for a credit in lieu of those repairs. Um, Then the seller has the opportunity to respond to that letter, and the seller should work closely with their attorney to make sure that all of the repair issues are addressed because that's very important to the buyer usually. And this oftentimes turns into a negotiation between the buyer and the seller with the attorneys as the go-between. And as you're doing that and these potential changes take place, um, ultimately does that generate a new contract or is that just uh, additional material that gets uh, attached, for lack of a better term, to the original contract? You hit the nail on the head. It's... uh, information that's attached to the original contract. Okay. And as um, as a seller, you know, goes through the process, um, are they, should they expect to be closely involved in working with the attorney, especially once that contract is signed? It's, it's kind of not the time to relax, but they still have to be available and, and uh, be ready to have certain discussions before everything is final then? Absolutely. Uh, You need to be available to be responsive to the buyer's questions or needs, and then the seller also needs to sign the closing documents in order to transfer the property to the buyer. That can be done ahead of time, or that can be done at closing. And with these number of documents... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead and finish that. The seller needs uh, needs to remain involved in the process, you know, through the closing. And that's always a, a critical component, and that's, a, that's the one everyone looks forward to. 
Um, now, you, you, right. you talked about the closing. You talked about the contract. You talked about the negotiation that goes on and, uh, you know, the deed, the title, all the other things. We hear a lot of commercials these days about uh, just going online and downloading legal documents and doing this all yourself. Doesn't sound to me like this is an area where people really want to take that chance and, and you know take a, a form and, and try and run that through and, and get uh, good get a good deal for themselves. Definitely not. You know, when you're on the the internet is wonderful, but you never know what you're going to find. Uh, I mentioned there's a standard contract that's used in Illinois that contains standard contract provisions to protect. Illinois sellers. And if you find something online, that may not necessarily be the contract uh, that provides you the most protection. So it is important to have an attorney involved in the process so that you can ensure that you are taken care of. And without getting off track here, I always like to kind of look ahead a little bit, is is the selling process uh, the same in terms of someone who might be selling commercial property as we've talked about for residential, or is that just a completely different game? It is essentially the same, yes. However, there is no standard form contract that can be used in commercial deals. The contract essentially needs to be drafted from scratch um, with an eye toward what the buyers and these particular buyers and these particular sellers needs. Okay. Well, we've got about 30 seconds left. Can you just kind of give me a, a quick recap, because we went through this awfully quickly because I wanted to get a lot in, but give me the two or three most critical points that a seller should be aware of in terms of what they want and how they should work with their attorney. Absolutely. You know, it's always important to be very communicative with your attorney. We're here to help. And if you have any questions, we're always available. Uh, don't hesitate to. There are, you know, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. There are no stupid questions. We are, we're again, always available. Okay. Well, Courtney, Courtney Klusinski has been our guest today. Certainly appreciate her taking the time. And, you know, sometimes I feel guilty. We take a great topic like this and we try and get it in in 15 minutes, and that's a, that's a tough thing to do. But certainly we hit the high points today. And I uh, want to thank Courtney of Lavelle Law for making the time. Um, and, again, let me remind you, LavelleLaw.com is a great place to stop for information on this and, and really many other topics. And while you're there, um, you have the chance to download any of our past podcasts. You can also find them here on Blog Talk Radio and even iTunes, uh, so you can download and listen at your convenience. And uh, we certainly encourage you to do that and look forward to having you join us for future podcasts as well. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 